Hey, hey, everyone. It is JNA from the Let's Get Loud podcast and your host, JNA. Hello, A. Hello, Jay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, we're still selling tickets for our October show here and there. Like I get the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love like, like there's sometimes there's a few days where it stays the same number. And then all of a sudden, like a sale of five tickets. I'm like, who decided to come? Like, I wonder how that happens. I know, because we're not really talking about it right now. We need to remind them that, that this is happening. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, oh, who like was in that moment? I'm going to go on the Capitol's website. I don't know. You know who's at the Capitol the day before us? Who? Whitney Cummings. Do you know who that is? A comedian. She had a show called Whitney. I'm going to look her up. Okay. So I was looking at obviously just the Capitol website and I'm like, Whitney Cummings is in Moncton. And then I looked and she's almost sold out. And I was like, oh, I would have gone. Not too late. Yeah. Almost sold out. Almost, but yeah. You don't know who that is? No. I, it's just because we were like real good, real fans of her show. We would watch her show often. It was like oh. a comedy show. Yeah. Uh, not a comedy show. Like she doesn't do, she wasn't doing stand-up. It was a show about her and her husband, but she's funny. So it was like a funny. Was it like, like a, a It was a sitcom. Sitcom. C'est ça que je voulais dire, Teresa. Okay, next thing. So um, today at 10 a.m., Nelly tickets are coming out for St. John. Nelly is coming to St. John. Yes, not even on Ticketmaster, just on the St. John website, um, the, the TD Center or whatever. Um, I was like looking at, because Janiel is like, are we going to Nelly? I'm like, 1 million percent. We went when he came to Moncton and I was like, it was amazing. Uh, she's like, do you want to do VIP? I'm like, absolutely. So you are just, where can I go? Who can I go with? Who can yeah. I see? Oh my God. And then she was like, okay, do you want me to book a hotel? I'm like, absolutely not. We're going to drive back. Like we're going to sleep in our beds. We're just going to go to St. John and come back. Like it's like what, an hour and a half. Okay. She's like, Ooh, I support that. My son's birthday is the next day. I'm like, perfect. Um, so the tickets are coming out at 10 AM and we want on the floor first row dancing all night with TI Nelly and TI. How much are VIP Nelly tickets? $300. Okay. And the, the, the cheapest ticket is 152. And, and, but you could go see Ed Sheeran for a hundred dollars. I don't understand. Did you see that he was in Detroit playing and he started playing in and did I would have died. Not died. Everyone's like John Mayer. I'm like Eminem. I would have I would, I think I would have cried. I think I would have been like, this is friggin' insane. Eminem is a big deal to me. Like I was a big Eminem fan. John Mayer, I'm not that I'm not a fan, but I'm not, not a fan. You know what I mean? I was, I, I'm a fan of both actually, both yes. two different stages in my life. Okay. So Eminem, you know me, the yes. rapping, you know that I got this. Yes. <laughs> I would have died. <clears throat> it's so like, cool for him. It's so cool. Like he like is so cool. Like he like oh. really connects I feel like he like values like community in, in, um, in like people, like, as in like, I don't care that we both do the same, like we can coexist. We can like crush it together. I love that about him. There's no ego. I don't think. I agree. I think he's just like taking it all in. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're going to go see Nelly. Yeah. Perfect. It's like three days before our show. Like it's a Wednesday, October 3rd or something. I'm like, I didn't even ask Jeff. And then of course Jeff was going to say something. And I like, don't want to care. Why do I care? But he's, he obviously is like, you need to slow down. And I'm like, so I was supposed to go see Beyonce right alone, August 1st. And I'm like, please, like you, you said, he said, I needed to calm the fuck down. That's what he says. Like, you need to stop it. And I was like, I don't care. 
So if you're not, if I'm not going to Beyonce, I think I can al allow myself to go see Nelly for $300. You need to stop. Um, okay. Okay. That's okay. so really pumped about Nelly because I am a big Nelly fan here. And this would be a good time for you to tell us about um, <clears throat> uh, the Spice Girls tribute. How was that? <laughs> that was so good. For $21, I think that like, I felt I'm like, they need to at least charge $40. I would like to do their marketing. And I would like to, because they only five, have 5,000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, and, and I'm looking, there's no reels. Uh, the, the posting is just so, so there should be every show. There should be a post about the show. Absolutely. Some footage of the show. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is like mean that I'm going to, but I'm going to say it. Right. I said to Chelsea that it looked like they went to Frenchie's an hour before the show and they were like, shit, we need to dress up like the Spice Girls. Like I felt like your outfit was better than the people okay. on stages open. I see, I see. But wait, <laughs> they needed to go back in time. They needed to be like they're in their the 90s. I felt like they didn't go to Frenchie's. They went to Sheen because, okay. you know what I mean? Because the quality the quality of the material was not good. You know what I mean? Um, but in regards to how they did, like they performed and like what they looked like and what they chose as an outfit, very much what the Spice Girls would have worn, but in better quality right. you know, in the 90s. Um, but it's hard to find that type of clothes because that's not for sale right now like that's not what people are wearing like what ginger is wearing that dress like she need that's only sheen does that sheen you're gonna have whatever Got you want <laughs> that is i feel like that's a mindset blocker for you that's that a blocker for me um, now the best part i didn't ask any other girls if they noticed but posh had a blazer and piece like the back had like uh, she definitely dropped some sort of oil on it and it's and I wanted to be like, are we not talking about the fact that her blazer right now is full of shit on it? And she was like, fuck. I feel like she like dropped oil on it right before going on. She was like, this is it. Like I have this. Yeah, wear this. Like I, I, nothing else I can wear right now. Um, That venue is interesting, eh? That venue is so interesting. There must have been like 300 people. That was my estimation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tons of people. Um, Good time. Tons of space to dance. Okay. Their singing was really good. Good singing. I just want to show you this. Okay, show me. Shannon Ford has found an outfit that doesn't look like it was on. Like, look. And look at her hair. She even, like, got the the thing. Like, the wig. No, that's her hair. That's her hair? With the blonde on the end? Oh, I see. Maybe she just, like, put a extension. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, okay. They could really sing. I think that that's... Okay. They could really sing. So like good singing, good singers also felt like they were our age. Like yes. they were like pushing 35, 40, everything's jiggling. Yes. Nothing's tight. Their boobs have been sucked on. You know what I mean? Like nothing is like, you know what I mean? Nothing's like per by children by children. Yes. <laughs> like you could tell that they were our age. Like I was like, no, they're not. like just looking at them. Like I'm like, there's like the mom pooch. And there's, you know what I mean? I'm like, yes, everyone's just normal looking and not every, like, cause the yes. girls were like perfection. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I wonder if that's, that was important while they were trying to like create their band. Um, I felt like they just like looked very like the common body dressed as Spice Girls with good voices. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad they, that you had a great good night. Movement. They yeah. really, they like had good choreography. Okay. Stop staring at them. Did you what? sing your little heart out all night long? Like they one million percent. One million percent. And then I was just like, at one point, the songs that I didn't know, because there's like two songs I didn't know. And I just like would stand there, not even dancing, just like staring. I do that. You do that? Like just staring at them singing. Baby Spice, very interesting set of lips and nose and eyes. It was just like, I just like couldn't stop staring. Um, She was so cute. And like her eyes were so small when she smiled. It was like, they're so, I just like couldn't stop staring at them. I'm like, this is what they do. I love this for them. Hey. Um, Ginger was on fire. Like she was my favorite. Mel C, the sporty one. She had really like taken the role of Mel C Serious. to the next level. Okay. The way her body moved. She like had studied Mel C. Hey. It was actually creepy. Like Grizzle's like, oh my God, I can't stop staring at Mel C. I was like, I know I can't stop staring at her, fa- her facial expressions. She was literally Mel C um or yeah no mel b no mel b is the scary spice yeah mel c is the sporty spice okay but great voice probably better than victoria beckham wow i feel like victoria beckham never really sings oh okay i'm getting a phone call from marco polo right now you're gonna start the drama this is really important i'll come back and explain everything that happened okay so the obstacle is drama everyone i'll be back go who knows what could be so important from Marco Polo? We don't know, but she's going to let us know when she gets back, I'm sure. Okay, everyone. So let's talk about drama. So we've been talking about obstacles on the podcast, just obstacles to your own weight loss journey. And, you know, we're having conversations in our DMs about what you think is your biggest obstacle to weight loss. And <clears throat> I don't actually, sorry, excuse my voice. I'm sick. Um, I don't actually know if anyone has actually come out and outright said my problem is my obstacle is drama, but we are seeing the drama and we want to talk about it. And so often when there's a behavior that traditionally does not align with weight loss and we're on a weight loss journey, there is drama. So for example, you go out to eat you eat way past hunger. You go to a party, you eat way past hunger. You don't go to your workout. All of those things are really no big deal. All of those things are a part of life. But the most damaging thing that can happen with those is the drama that happens after. So we call this like, there's often like a shame spiral. So let's say you go out to eat and you had told yourself that you were going to get a salad and a water and you go and you do not make that choice. What happens next? And the way that you speak to yourself is more important than what just happened. So there's two situations. You can tell yourself that you suck. You're never going to be successful you're going to be overweight forever. Um, And that often tends to lead to the mine as well mentality. So let's say you went out to eat weight past hunger, and now you feel like you failed. How often have you then, well, might as well eat a cookie because I already failed, going to start again Monday. All of that stemmed from the drama. The EU eating the cookie, which can then eat all the cookies. And then let's say it's Thursday and then you're going to eat like an asshole all weekend because of it. And you come back Monday, all of those behaviors 
stemmed from the thoughts after the behavior that actually wasn't a big deal and the drama that you put in your brain. Um, I'm sure as you guys are listening to this, you can so connect to many of us, people that would struggle with this would be people that struggle with their relationship with food. We all have a relationship with food. And for some of us, it's more strained than others. Um, We're just talking about the drama spiral. Okay. Yes. Let's say you went out to eat and you said you were going to have a salad and a water. Mm. And then you got there and you had a quadruple Putin with ground beef from, um, what's it called? From the Salisbury Big Stop. Okay. Yes. Cheeseburger okay. Putin. Yes. And then you feel like you failed and you tell yourself you're stuck and you're never going to be successful. And then you go home and you eat a cookie and then you finish the box of cookies. And then it's Thursday. And then you say you're going to start again on Monday. Mm-hmm. And what ha- the 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 Putin wasn't a big deal, but the drama that stemmed from it turns into this big dramatic thing. And just the language that you're using in that moment after is what's so important. One million percent. And I think it's the belief system around food and weight gain as well. So like, I don't believe that the Putin is a problem in my journey, but if you believe it is, it fucks up everything around it. You're so right. You have to have that. Like before you were able to consume that without drama, you have to have that piece. Knowledge. That knowledge. And then, and, and even with that knowledge, there still will be drama in your brain, but then you need to practice or thinking differently. Yeah. Replacing those thoughts. And just not letting it get into you suck. No, you didn't. All you did was consume more energy than your body needs. No big deal. Tomorrow's a new opportunity, you know, and even saying to yourself, what do you think your triggers were to making that choice? Or even like, was that choice in looking back? Do you regret that? Or is that what you want it to be? It's okay. If you say, actually team, no regrets. That's what I wanted in the moment. That's amazing. But maybe you do want to replace and change that behavior. So what were your triggers? What could you have done different next time? Like, these are productive thoughts. Yeah. You suck and you're never going to lose weight. Not productive. I said this in a live and people enjoyed it. I said, drama will always equal surplus. I love that. Like a drop, like creating drama around any, anything will always result in a surplus. So if you want to, and the more drama, the more surplus. It's like almost like a, um, like the more, the more you get, what I mean, like, what's the, put it now. <clears throat> there's a word. Um, but I think that the, so there's, so it's actually com- very complex, this whole drama thing, like where it comes from, there's the diet culture, like what you think you need to do to lose weight, what you think you need to eat to lose weight. That plays a massive role right now in this drama conversation, because if you think you have to have water and salad to lose weight, and then you end up eating the quadruple hamburger or poutine, hamburger poutine is definitely not a part of weight loss in your brain. You think it can't coexist. You think you fucked it up. And then so mix that with the starting Monday conversation and that weight loss can occur on the weekend. Like, holy man, like the diet industry and what they've taught us that weight loss needs to look like there's, there's, you almost have no chance for success. Like, but I'm not, when you think about it, there's no fucking up. There's no, and then there's only weekends and then there's only Monday, but there's no opportunity that you actually have not, you have no access to what you want. If you keep believing the shit that they told you. And that's why you've been successful. 
And, and, and so we can teach you both. We can teach you how to not have, I mean, it's a learning process, how to not have drama around specific foods, how to not think that it's, it's unpacking your baggage yeah. because some of you might not have baggage around a bagel, but other people that might trigger drama, yeah. right? So yeah. it's unpacking your baggage. That's something that we need to do right away. But then more, I think something more that we are to be teach is you're controlling your thoughts, changing your language, reflecting that is deep. That is very deep. And, and I that think- takes time. Oh my gosh. Like yesterday, someone joined uh, your weight loss and was like this, you know what? I'm like, what's your obstacle? She said myself. She said, and the things I say to myself, like you've already fucked up, might as well keep going or you're never going to get what you want. And I was like, that, like, that is very, like weight loss is being a calorie deficit. You know it, everyone knows it. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe that knowledge and that, that concept enough, you'll never stop saying things to yourself that is that creates drama and creates that surplus <clears throat> because surplus is accumulation it's literally choice after choice after choice makes you in a surplus one choice is not a surplus you know one particular choice and then what makes us keep the accumulation keep putting on is definitely drama and it, drama doesn't look like a tantrum drama is literally just the beliefs and the language you're using that you're like that is not productive to turning to like calming down the situation. Okay. And you know what? Team no guilt. I have to say like team, no guilt, team, no drama or being that way is really one of our superpowers. I, I truly believe that that is what makes maintenance so easy for us is that we're really team, no drama and no guilt. Like whatever I chose, like we really own it. And we own what the skill says. We own what it does. We own like, because we've like made choices. And I think just the rational response that we have to our choices, to the scale, to whatever our results is really our, our key ability strategy to success. I mean, you're definitely more advanced in that skill than me. I'm a little bit behind in that I find, but you're a great. In what uh, way? What are you, in what for you? I just find like, you were just so... Oh, you're just so rational and not emotional about like, if you gain a couple pounds, if yeah. you pass hunger, like I still struggle with the, you know, the number on the scale, yeah. Yeah. uh, beating myself up. If I, if I overeat, like not like I, I still have a lot of noise when it comes to that. I mean, certainly come leaps and bounds. You know what I don't have though? Tell you no actions come out of it. Okay. I mean, that's so all I don't matters, but you deserve to not talk shit as well. Though. Exactly. Like I don't eat more because I ate like yeah. I used to. So I don't have those negative actions yeah. anymore, yeah. but there's still some lingering thoughts. That is just, that's what time is going to help me get over that. Yeah. I'm always in awe of your ability to just not be drama. Yeah. Pretty Work hard on that one. Cause we all know that I'm like someone that has a big, like, um, I, uh, as much as I, as much as I'm such a rational responder of things, I'm also a very emotional responder of things. And sometimes I see my emotional response and I'm like, just step back, just step back. Don't say anything. Cause right now it's just emotional. And I feel like obviously being married to Jeff, that has been, I realized that every time I had an emotion, oh, what a great example. Every time I would bring drama to a conversation, whether I cried or there was emotional response to anything in regards to our relationship, it was it only made things, it never made things better. Like the rational 
response made me feel better. And also our relationship would thrive more if I wasn't as emotional, if I wasn't having an emotional response to a thing, to a word, to a phrase, to a situation. And so when you see the value of it and how it makes you feel less like, you know what I mean? Like that's an, like, sometimes I would say like, that's an emotional response right now, even to the point something happened the other day, not with Jeff, something else. And I'm like, I'm having such an emotional response right now. I would cry. I would want to cry. I would want to respond emotionally. And I was like, I needed to step back, not respond until I felt ready for a rational response. Literally did not text back until I could be rational and not mm-hmm. emotional. And that's, that's hard because you have to catch yourself in that moment. Cause you're so like, this is how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, no, this is not worth it. You know, Hopefully that wasn't me. it wasn't you. I would tell you. Um, okay. So what is our, what would be our tip? If someone's like, and I am drama and drama, you guys, I want you to know it's like a second, it's a, it's a cycle or a, it's a down, downward spiral of like shit. You're convincing yourself of, and it's really not bringing you any behavior towards, towards your goals, to, towards who you want to be. So what would be our tip? I guess my tip would be to try and identify where you have the most drama. Like where, where do you find the most drama in your life? Is it over how you eat on the weekend? Is it nighttime eating? Is it your exercise? Like, I don't know, like where, I don't like my tip. I don't like my tip. I mean, at the end, you know why, you know why we, we cannot give a tip right now because it's such a process. And it's so complex, like the drama. I don't know what kind of, there's like drama about the food, drama about the behavior, drama about weight loss, drama about your choices, drama about the scale, drama, drama. There are so many areas that you could be dramatic about and have a dramatic response and an emotional response. That first step is which, because there's some people that are like, oh, I don't feel guilt when I eat food, but then they have like massive drama, emotional response when it comes to the scale, let's say. So maybe it's more, I mean, it's awareness. Oof. Like you have to catch yourself in regards to this is how I behave. Why am I behaving that way? I think that drama, ultimately noise, ultimately um, uh, uh, almost like a system of beliefs that you have. It really stems down from your system of beliefs. You know, because someone could have the same, I never, we've always said that same exact scenario as you, and they would not respond the same way as you to the situation. And that stems from your history, your experience, your, just the way you emotionally react to things. And when it comes to weight loss, it's such an emotional reaction, even to the point where it's like, if you tell someone that we help people with weight loss, you see the emotional reaction but they don't have to say words. It's either they're like, oh, cool. Oh, this person doesn't have drama with weight loss. <laughs> Next person is like, oh, this person has a lot of drama with weight loss. You know, just yesterday I had a conversation with a person I do not know. And she's like, I know you do weight loss. Can we like, I don't want to like chat about your work today, but I'd love to like learn more. And it was, I'm like, of course, it's like everything I want to talk about. So as she was talking, I, I, in that moment, like, I can tell that you don't have drama with your body. I could tell like, she doesn't have drama with like food. She didn't say something like, oh, I eat unhealthy food. I, I, I really like junk. 
Uh, she didn't say anything like that. She said, this is my story. And the way she chose her words, I really listened to like what the, the words they choose. None of that happened. So her language was already quite advanced. Si tu veux. Um, she was like, I just don't, fi- I, I, I can't seem to figure out how to lose the next 15, you know, like, and I was like, why do you think you need to lose the next 15? And then she started, she wasn't like, well, because look, you know, when they do that and I'm like, oh, like, that's just very physical. Do you even care about like, So not at all. She was like, you know, I used to be able to run and have that energy. And now it's like, I see it really taking like by kilometer seven, I start struggling. And I, she's like, I know I'm like, my God, the fact that you even run seven kilometers. And then I had that conversation with her though. I said, you know, that like you're 45 years old or whatever, and you're running 10 K like you're still like very much ahead of what people are doing right now. Um, so I'm like, give yourself a break. But here's the rational response to what's happening. You know, not being in a calorie deficit. She lost 10 pounds and it kind of stopped. She's like, I don't know why. And I taught her the whole like, well, as you're smaller, you burn less calories just being you. And you're probably moving less because now she's sleeping less because of menopause. And like, I'm like, all of it is having an effect on your calorie deficit. You know what I mean? And she was like, never like really saw all of that. She's like, I'm going to join just to like have that like environment of like conversation. Like, yes. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, listen, we're, you're going to have to tell us the Marco Polo story on the next podcast. Yeah, we're, I'm definitely going to tell you the Marco Polo story on the po- next podcast. And you are going to tell us a little bit more about New Hampshire. I think that's how we'll start. Okay. okay All right, everyone, please send us a DM. If you're like, I'm a drama queen, please just say that. <laughs> yes. I think that that'll be fun. And we'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. Bye everyone. Bye.